Well, welcome everyone to episode two of The Viking Voice. Hey, everybody. To start, I would just like to say thank you for being patient with us. We received a lot of good feedback after episode one. A couple things uh, we're working through. Hopefully, uh, we've improved our sound quality and we're kind of learning as we go. So we appreciate that. Also, we're looking to try to get some more students involved. Mr. Scudder, we did not have any messages mm, I know. in our voicemail box. It was a little disappointing. So if you're out there and you've got something to say, we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Uh, got, got a few Instagram messages and a couple of emails. Um, so it was great to hear from people, and, and that was great. But we'd, we'd love to hear your, your actual voice. That's what we want to hear. So just click that button. Um, uh, is that only on Anchor or is that on Spotify as well, Mrs. Weibel? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not really sure. I know it is on our homepage on Anchor, and it will just say message. It's a button that says message. Okay. And when you click on that, you can leave us a voicemail. We actually have the ability to play those on our podcast, so it's a great way to get students involved in our broadcast. We also want to get um, students more involved in interviewing each other, uh, maybe doing some reports uh, on what you're up to. Uh, I know we've got a lot of uh, people involved in sports. Some people are creating their own sports. Uh, there is a massive amount of three-point uh, contests going on inside people's homes with socks and such. Uh, record those things. We want to hear them. Uh, we want to get you on the air here with the podcast. Absolutely. You can turn those into us in a couple of ways, but probably the easiest would be either to email it. You could also upload it to your Google Drive and then share that audio file with us. And then we have the ability to download that and we can share that on our podcast. We'd love to be able to do that. I also want to add um, that I know we have some high school students that are listening now. And uh, the last podcast, I, we talked a bit about uh, the play being canceled. Um, and Mrs. Weibel had a great idea. You know, is there a way that you can somehow showcase for us uh, what you were going to do? You know, is there songs you were going to sing that you're comfortable, you know, maybe recording? that we can put on for everyone to hear. Uh, we really would like to like to hear that. So anything to add there, Mrs. Weibel? Yeah, even if it's just recording like a mini scene or you could do a trailer of the musical that we could play. Mm. Those are some ideas of ways for you to be able to showcase your talent and share that with the community. Absolutely, great idea. Well, we had some birthdays this week, didn't we, Mr. Scudder? Yes, we did. As I told you in the first episode, this is birthday week for the eighth grade. So I wanted to shout uh, shout out and tell a couple people happy birthday. Today, Sierra's birthday. Tomorrow, Elena's and Jared's. On Saturday, Caleb's and Dahlia's. Uh, and then next week, we have a few more that we'll... Um, that we'll announce on the podcast. Well, happy birthday, you guys. Happy I birthday. hope you had a wonderful day. Happy birthday! Yay! All right, Mrs. Weibel, tell me about Christmas lights. So I was thinking about some of the ways that we can sort of spread cheer mm -hmm. in the community during this time where we're all feeling a little bit down, a little anxious, and we're missing everybody. One thing that I've seen going around is the 
video in Italy of people on their balconies playing music mm. and harmonizing with their neighbors. And I thought that was so cool. What people in the United States are actually doing is they are putting up their Christmas lights as a way to spread cheer in their neighborhoods and communities to other people. And I thought that was a really fun idea. If you have your Christmas lights available, I've put my Christmas lights away, Mrs. Weibel. Have you put yours away? I have. I know you're wondering if we left them up still <laughs> from Christmas. They did come down. Well, Mrs. Weibel, you, you have a, a well-known love for Christmas and all things Christmas and, and Hallmark movies. So I just wondered if they were still up, maybe? They are not. But also, since you mentioned Hallmark, fun fact, <laughs> Hallmark is bringing back their Christmas movie marathon. And you can watch all of your favorite Hallmark Christmas movies on Hallmark right now. Are you kidding me? They brought it. I am not kidding. They brought it back specifically because everybody is um, practicing social distancing and they knew people would want to have something to watch. Wow. That is... I know. <laughs> so you and Ellie, you and Ellie Seabright are just going to be able to uh, have it made in the shade for the next uh, you know, three weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pajamas and Hallmark. Those are on my to-do list for the next few weeks. And that brings me to Netflix Party. I didn't know anything about this before. Do you know about this Netflix party thing? I do know what it is, but I only recently learned about it. So I read an article in USA Today, and then I started doing a little research. There are a lot of applications that are out there now that allow you to watch a show. So it can be on Netflix. It could be on YouTube. It could be on Amazon Prime. What? wherever you watch your shows, if you have access to watch them online. And these applications allow you to have private shows. So like if you're in Netflix and you want to watch a show with your friends, you can create this chat room. You start the movie and you're all watching the movie at the same time, but then you can chat together. Um, I don't know if it's video chat. I think I got to believe it's just, um, you know, typing, but, uh, there was one called Rave. There was one called Airtime. Uh, it looked really neat. I was thinking of doing some sports stuff with some of my friends, like watching old basketball games and then, you know, talking about it while the game's going on. Kind of a neat idea. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I, I looked into it. I sent the link to my group of friends and we immediately started discussions about what we're going to watch together. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to trying it out. I think it'll be fun. Um, so speaking of Netflix, I have been watching uh, the docu-series Inside Bill's Brain, Decoding Bill Gates. And I've watched two episodes so far, and the first one is really good. The first episode of this docu-series, I would highly recommend it. But it's mostly about, it's a little bit about his upbringing, but it's also about his philanthropy. So part of what his foundation is doing is trying to provide clean water to these impoverished areas. And the only way that they can do that is to develop a wastewater treatment system. So what they've done is they've designed a wastewater treatment system that's only byproduct is ash and clean water. And then the other thing is they are trying to reinvent a toilet <laughs> that does not require any plumbing. So... We talked about on our first episode, the innovation and creativity 
the next person out there who could solve clean drinking water for impoverished areas. It could come out of this situation. You don't know. Right. So I've got a tie in here. Um, I want to hear more about this, about this Bill Gates thing. How many episodes is it? It is a three episode docuseries. Excellent. I'm going to add it to my list. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. So that, that kind of ties into a lot of the things we wanted to talk about. There is a lot of innovations going on as we speak. Last uh, podcast we talked about, or I don't remember who brought it up. But the 3D printing of valves for these ventilators, Yeah, I, I just saw tonight, before we started recording this, because um, we have a ventilator shortage. One of the challenges with this pandemic is that if, if somebody does go in the hospital uh, and it's severe, they're going to need you know help um, because it's a respiratory illness. So they need a ventilator, which helps them breathe. And these doctors... Um, are starting to, I guess you call hotwire these ventilators so that one ventilator can service multiple people. And I was reading an article that said one doctor in a rural um, hospital had, had kind of hotwired this one ventilator to serve nine people. And, oh my goodness. you know, that, that's just the kind of innovation that we're going to see coming out of here. The other one was 3D masks um, or 3D printers making masks. So there's a mask shortage um, and somebody's like, hey, let's grab the 3D printers. Who's got them? And let's start, you know, take, here's the schematics, print them out. And then there was one more I wanted to mention. Am, so a local one, Amway. Obviously, people are hoarding hand sanitizer and, and it, a lot of it's needed in hospitals and there's a shortage. Amway created one quickly, like they converted, you know, their factories to make hand sanitizer and then gave it uh, to the hospitals in downtown GR. So a lot of, you know, people are rising to the occasion right now. Yeah, I saw that story on Amway this evening. They're donating all of it to hospitals who are running low on hand sanitizer. I thought that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Speaking of just good things coming out of this situation, the environment mm -hmm. is having some really good effects as a result um, one thing that I read about is that dolphins are showing up again in areas of Italy where they haven't been seen in a long time. And that's because there are less ships and boats and there's just less traffic in the water. And so they're able to reclaim part of that habitat, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw this. I saw those same pictures uh, and in the shipping lanes and then... Uh... It was kind of, was it like um, like Venice where, where they have the canals? It would look crystal clear. So that was pretty cool to see. And then did you see the blue skies in China? I did not. So there's, there's typically, you know, in China, these big cities um, have, you know, a lot of smog, a lot of pollution problems. And because the factories are shut down, um, this, they're seeing blue skies in some areas, not all of them but some areas that they haven't seen blue skies in a really long time. Now we're talking about inner cities where it's, you know, very congested. Uh, we, as Americans, we don't see cities like this very often, but uh, pre pretty neat. You know, it's almost like, you know, we're hitting a reset button in some regards when it comes to the environment. Yeah, I can't imagine not seeing a blue sky for years on end. Mm -hmm. 
there was some cool videos that I saw. They would show the before and after, you know, of a video of, you know, three months ago compared to, you know, just the last couple of days. And it was, it was pretty eye opening to see the smog rolling in and then not seeing as much smog come in. So speaking of the earth, today is a very special day. Did you know this? Uh, I see it on our list here. Yes. Today is the vernal equinox. As I'm sure you know, as most of the general public does, that the word equinox means equal night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, yes, that's just we study, common known fact. We just study this for fun all the time. All humans yes. know this, of course. Well, actually, our students who are out there listening right now, they learned about this in the fall. As the Earth orbits around the sun, we can cut its orbit into different parts. And so on one extreme... We know the earth is tilted away from the sun Mm -hmm. and that would be the winter solstice. And then the other extreme when we are the Northern hemisphere is tilted towards the sun, that is the summer solstice, but halfway in between we have our equinoxes. And so today is the official start of astronomical spring. Why is it called Vernal? Is it named after an old timey man named Vernal? How did you know that? Well, yes, I, I, that's exactly it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I look at Vernal and I go, that's an old timey name. It literally just means spring. Oh, okay. So probably like a Latin word for spring? Yes, I would think so. Okay, gotcha. And it's early this year, which is kind of interesting because normally it's on the 20th or 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is on the 19th this year. It's earlier than average. So that's kind of an interesting fun fact. This is why, but with everything going on right now, doesn't it feel like leap year was about three months ago? I feel like my husband made this comment the other day, and maybe this needs to be a new leap year movie, but he said it feels like Groundhog's Day. It does. The movie. Yeah. Every day. Can, can I be yeah. honest with you? This morning, I, there was a, a minute where I forgot what day it was. My... My son Beck asked me, he said, Daddy, how many days until Sunday? And I had to think. And there was about five seconds I thought it was Wednesday. And I had to look at my phone and it said Thursday. And I went, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) So it is starting to feel like a big, long day. I know. I have felt for the last three days in a row that it was Friday. It just feels weird to be home. And I don't know about you, but I started out the week where I got up at my alarm and I got dressed and I put jeans on mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. That lasted a day. I've been in sweatpants for the rest of the week mm-hmm. every day said. Mm-hmm. I've I've given up on real clothes. Same. My schedule that I did with the kids on Monday that I had mentioned is totally different now. Now if it's not done by noon, it's not getting done. It's hard. It's not going to happen. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it, it's a it's a real challenge to keep a can keep a schedule. I'm I'm a typically you know pretty regimented person. Like I I usually do get up early and I I try to work out before school and you know when I get home from school usually is when I've lost a lot of willpower. But it, it's really tough to keep a schedule and it's I'm finding it. And I'm just being honest here because we're all we're all going through this to to varying degrees. But eating healthy is getting to be a challenge. Um, I have eaten two apples in this uh, last four or five days, but it's just so tempting to eat, you know, junk food. We've got to, we've got to really work everybody to, to take care of ourselves now more than ever, 
you know, and there's just such a tempt, tempting thing to, to not take care of ourselves. I, I go back and forth. I have good moments and bad moments and we're all going to have good days and bad days and that's okay. Yeah. But the important thing is that we just keep trying, try again, Yeah. you know, and stay positive. One thing I noticed that I really lifts me up is music. And I have this idea that maybe students could send in like, what's one song that when you listen to, it just automatically puts you in a good mood, it lifts your spirits and puts a little pep in your step. And I thought it'd be fun to get some answers back and maybe make like a positive playlist for the eighth grade. I love it because I typed in coronavirus to Spotify and looked at the playlist and they're mostly a joke. There's, there's nothing sure. like pick me up kind of positive coronavirus playlist right now. Um, yeah. It's, it's all morbid and, and sad. So let's, let's find some good positive stuff. I think that's a great idea. All right, students, we want to hear from you. Send us your uplifting music, make it appropriate. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> as we, as we explore uh, the world of Instagram, uh, please make it appropriate students. Thank you. Speaking of Instagram, yes. the other day on my Instagram, I posted a picture of a door in my house. Oh, yeah. And it is a picture of a little metal door. I said, where do you think this door leads? So those of you who don't know that that is a door to the bomb shelter in my home, because my home was built in like 1961 by my husband's grandparents, and he put in an actual fallout shelter. I posted the door and I said, okay, send me your responses. So many kids were able to identify that as the bunker, but I had some kind of, some fun responses I wanted to share out. Oh, too. I can't wait. Um, the one response that I was looking for that I, that I thought would be a no brainer, only one person said, so shout out to Lydia for mentioning Narnia. Because I thought that would be <laughs> the number one response. Excellent. Shout out to Caden, who says it's the door that leads to where all the TikTokers are. <laughs> Braylon says it's a secret treasure chest, just like in the Goonies. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. We're still getting Goonies references. Who said that? You know what? That's the movie we should all be watching on Netflix Party. Yes. Who said? Was that the Connor Goonies. you said? No, it was Braylon. Braylon. Way to go, Braylon. Love it. Love Goonies. Colton, shout out to him. He said Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, <laughs> if only. That would, I, I wouldn't mind that. Let's see. Lindsay said the demon living under my bed is probably behind that door because it looks so creepy. <laughs> it does look a little creepy. It is. It's terrible. Kate Claypool, it's my built-in hideaway from zombies. Mm-hmm. If the zombie apocalypse ever comes, I guess that's where I'd go. Sage Crippen mentioned this one, which I thought my boys would love. She said it goes to the Batcave. <laughs> that would be a fun one. Yeah. My all-time favorite answer comes from Natalie, and I love this. It was so relevant. She said it looks scary, so people avoid it, but it's where you keep the toilet paper. <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was genius. Always back to the toilet paper. Always back to the teepee. Which brings us to the meme report. And our meme winner uh, for this week, we asked you last podcast to send us your memes. We got all kinds of memes. Um, 
we, we've got memes that uh, a lot of sports memes, a lot of Tom Brady and grave sites and things like that. But the winner, of course, has to do with toilet paper. Uh, Madison Washburn, uh, somewhere over the rainbow. I'll post this um, onto um, Instagram, on Google Classroom, and I'll email it out. You'll find gold, uh, and there's a there's a picture of a rainbow, and then it says, I mean teepee. And then there's toilet paper at the end where the pot of gold should be. So. I had so much fun seeing everybody's memes, and the majority of them revolved around toilet paper. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. Good job. I, I noticed that you have been posting some slow motion videos. I'd like you to talk about those. Uh, so we're hooked on slow-mo. We can do anything in slow-mo, and it's the, the kids just love it. It started with Hot Wheels back in winter break we spent you know days creating these really elaborate hot wheels tracks and then putting them into slow motion we haven't even shown you on instagram the jumping yet which we'll get to later um, but so we we did that and then mrs quist asked us to do magnetiles uh being destroyed and i posted that this afternoon um so that was a big hit we took a, a foam roller and um, the boys just smashed their giant magnetiles. The first one that you'll see on the video is Beck. And there was two towers. It was supposed to be Beck smashed one and then Jude smashed one. But of course, Beck smashes both at the same time. And if you catch the end of it, you'll see Jude just starting to whimper because his tower was destroyed by Beck. And that, that was a meltdown and we had to rebuild. and. Fun. We did yesterday, Evan and I sort of just impromptu when we were we were playing with Legos, he made his own Lego movie short. So I love it. I did the camera work and he moved the people and he made them say all their, you know, he's he told the story with their different voices and stuff. And I thought, what a fun thing to do. And maybe we'll try this. Maybe this will be our next step. But you could do a stop motion Lego movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would take a lot of time. But if time is the one thing we have an abundance of at the moment. Right. So I thought that would be kind of a fun thing for people to do if you're looking for some way to kill time. I'd love to see them for sure. Uh, the challenges so far... Last week, we asked you to create, or last week, wow, I am losing track of time. Um, (laughs) On the last podcast, we asked you to create a game. We called them board games, and uh, we got a few responses. Uh, One really good response uh, called Sock Master, and this was from Sage Crippen. And Sock Master is a game that involves sock balls, of course, and... uh, the way Sage wrote it, and I'm not going to read it because it's very—it's uh, a very elaborate game. But Detailed. the ba- the game basically entails there's a prize sitting next to the sock master, and then there's a runner, and the runner's job is to try to get the prize, and as they try to run at the prize, the sock master is throwing sock balls at them uh, as hard as you can, and if you get hit by a sock ball, you are out. Um, yep. She said she's, she created this game uh, with her family. It, it's a huge success at home. Uh, I highly uh, recommend it based on what it says here. We're going to try it for sure. Yeah, and the sock master only gets 10 socks. So if you use your sock balls all up, you're out of luck. 
and the runner gets three lives. So if you get caught the first time, you go back to start, you've got two more tries to kind of get that prize before you lose. I thought it sounded really fun. I'm totally going to try it out with my kids at home and see what they think. So great job, Sage. So if you're looking for things to do, there is a challenge at ignitemyfutureinschool.org. They are looking for students in sixth through eighth grade to answer the question, how can we improve the world? If you enter, you have a chance to win up to a $10,000 scholarship, a virtual mentorship, and more. So students in sixth through eighth grade answer the question, how can we improve the world? By sharing an idea for a digital solution like a mobile app, website, robot, or wearable tech. You can work with a team of up to four, or you can work by yourself on your own to define a problem that can be solved through a digital innovation in the areas of health, our planet, or education. All you have to do is communicate your idea in a one to two minute video that addresses how your digital solution will improve the world and the thinking strategies that were used to guide to the solution. Enter for a chance to win. It's at ignitemyfutureinschool.org. And that might be a really fun challenge for some of you to take on since you've got some time at home and we've been talking about creativity. Use your use your creative brains and see what you can come up with. Yeah, so after we were talking last uh, the last show about innovations and technology and things, it got me thinking. Um, and I sent out an Ed Puzzle to students uh, yesterday. Uh, and I just asked them to think about you know, all the innovations that humans have made over time. And this video that they watched, uh, or you should be watching if you haven't watched it yet, talked about, you know, things like Newton creating calculus uh, during the plague and uh, other really famous inventions when humans have been stressed. And I asked students to write back, um, you know, just kind of an idea of, or kind of what you've been thinking. And I've been blown away by a lot of the answers, but one of them in particular stuck out uh, to me uh, and that was from Naomi Harms. Naomi wrote about how she sees uh, recipes, food recipes, uh, maybe coming out of this ordeal uh, because people are going to be limited uh, by the ingredients that they have. I mean, if you've been to a supermarket in the last you know, week, you, you've seen empty racks. I know I have, especially yeah. with bread and bananas and things. And she says, uh, in her response, it was people are going to have to get really uh, creative and you might start to see people adding different ingredients together and making really cool recipes. So that's the kind of thoughtful stuff that we're looking for. Uh, great job, Naomi. Yeah, and that's a really good point. I can tell you that this has happened to me already. I, well, first of all, in in the eighth grade, we kind of joked among each other teacher wise we kind of joked about how you're going to be eating the very back of your cupboard and you're going to have to do something creative with pumpkin puree right. like that was our big joke like, what how many meals can we make with pumpkin puree <laughs> but um i had picked up muffin mix when we were at the grocery store over the weekend and they had no vegetable oil left oh wow and so i had to substitute that and i had I had to have a half a cup of vegetable oil and I think I only had like a quarter cup. So I just dumped olive oil in for the rest yeah. and I didn't know if it would, if it would work. It tasted okay. 
Yeah, I couldn't taste it. They were still edible. So I don't know if that's a thing, if you can just substitute random different oils or what, but it worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't had to be really creative with food, but she has a really good point that people are going to have to work with whatever they have. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there and there was a lot of really good responses. That one just really jumped out for just kind of its simplicity, but also, you know, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. You know, resources are, are tight. And that brings us to kind of the next thing that we wanted to talk about, and, and that's meal delivery. Uh, don't forget, um, on Tuesdays and Fridays, um, the Hopkins Food Service is bringing food to, it looks like, five locations. Um, so... You know, th- this is a time of need for everybody. And in some ways, if you're struggling to uh, to get food, we, we got you covered. Don't don't worry about that. Uh, there's a form that uh, was sent out. I think you just have to fill out the form and um, they're going to be dropping off starting uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, 1030 uh, to 1130. There's five stops uh, that they'll be making. So um, I saw some numbers from the food staff. And I don't know if if um, they were able to hand out as much as they had planned. They were planning to hand quite a few out. And I don't know if people picked them up. So um, first, sign up, number one. That's what I would say. Number two, make sure that if you do sign up, that you're there to pick it up. Yeah, I think they planned based on the initial survey for like 140 meals, something around there. That was a ballpark figure. And I think the actual pickup people who came to pick up the food was in the seventies. Oh, wow. If I'm remembering correctly, I don't, I don't have the email right up in front of me, but that, that was a, a ballpark there. And so that resource is available to you. Please make use of it. Absolutely. Because otherwise it's just going to go to waste. Right. I was thinking this weekend we should give our students some sort of challenge. What do you think? Absolutely. We've given them, what have we given them so far? Send us your interviews and reports from your location. Send us those audio files. We want to hear from you. Send us your talents. Showcase your skills. We want to be able to highlight those on our show. Send us your positive music. What's the song that lifts you up and puts you in a good mood? We really want to hear that so we can put together a playlist Hey, we just got a message from McKenna Pendock about an hour ago. She says, hello, I was recommended your podcast by Nathan Onderlindy and loved it. This is definitely a crazy time for all of us. My family was on a cruise and didn't have internet access until we were at a port on Friday the 13th. So for my family, it was like coming back to a different world. This break has been interesting because it was a good time to get a puppy. And now we have an eight-week-old golden doodle named Tessa Rose. She is so cute and has a great personality. I was wondering if you guys could talk about Italy in your next podcast. We miss you guys in the high school. Yeah, so we can talk about Italy. Um, Unfortunately, Italy uh, at the moment is uh, leading the world in the number of coronavirus cases. Um, And uh, they've overtaken China um, from what I read this afternoon. Uh, mostly it's northern Italy and, and northern Italy has a lot of artifacts and it's the place that you go, uh, you know, Rome, Milan, when, when you go to Italy, you want to go to these, 
you know, very famous ancient historic places. And they are the pe the people that are, you know, maybe struggling the most right now. So it's, uh, it's, it's tragic. It's tragic everywhere. Uh, and it's um, sadly, uh, I believe it's, it's going to continue to be a challenge for everybody, the whole world. But Italy is at the moment, um, you know, really struggling. That reminded me of what's happening in Michigan right now, because we just yesterday had our first death in Michigan and we've had three now, but our total cases tripled in 24 hours. But it's interesting because you and I probably know that that has something to do with the amount of testing increasing, Yes, you know, and so the more people you test, the more positive tests you're going to have. So you're going to see that number go up. But the, what I found interesting I think on the news it said we were, and you'd have to fact check this, um, mm -hmm. but I think it said we were the fifth highest number of confirmed cases Michigan was in the United States. And to me, that means we are doing a much better job at testing our communities than other states. Right. Because you know those cases are out there. They're just not being confirmed. And so to me, to hear that we are fifth highest in the United States tells me that we are probably a little bit further ahead of the game on our testing of people. Right. What do you think? Well, I think that that's the key. I think we, we have got to get a lot more testing, a lot more people that can be tested. Right now, the requirements to just get a test is uh, what, what seems to be like jumping through hoops. And if we can get more people tested, we can get down to the bottom of which which folks need to be taken care of, uh, which folks need to stay out of you know the population, so we can get this thing under control. The faster that we have, and the more widespread we have physical distancing with the population as a whole, the faster that we can get back to normal life. And testing is the key. Uh, I'm totally with you on that. I hope that us as Michiganders being fifth in the nation is a good sign. I, I hope that that's, you know, what we can, what we can take from that, that we're getting more tests than other states, which, you know, makes you think, you know, what's going on in those other places. You know, I don't want us to get too, too bogged down in, in the negatives of everything. In fact, there's something I want to read uh, as we kind of close out here, because I think there is this sense and, and honestly, we've got to know the facts and, and we've got to be aware of what's going on and be real about it so that we can um, save people's lives. So that's what really what this is coming down to. But at the same time, we also have to stay positive and, and understand that this is going to come to an end. So I'd, I'd just like to read this, um, Mrs. Weibel, if that's cool with you. Yeah, go um, for it. it was, and I don't know, I don't remember where this came from. It, it was something posted to social media. I believe a friend of mine from Facebook posted it, uh, but it said, here's what it says. It says, I know this, when this ends and it will, Every game will sell out. Every restaurant will have a two hour wait. Every kid will be glad to be in school. Everyone will love their job. The stock market will skyrocket. Every other house will get TP'd and we'll all embrace and shake hands. That's gonna be a pretty good day. Hang in there world. And I just thought that that was, you know, that was for me personally, really uplifting. Absolutely, um, I agree. So I it's um we, we're going to see the end of this it's just a matter of are, are people going to follow the directions that our government's telling us to do and um can we get it under control and 
get that curve lowered quicker. Maybe for our weekend challenge, I want to know how you are spreading joy to other people out there during your social distancing. What are you doing to lighten the mood? Yeah, that's a really good idea. Let's see how many of us can go out and come creatively come up with something to lighten the mood and bring a smile to somebody else's face from a distance. Yeah, so that makes me think. Um, and this is this is one that I talked about before we left. I've been reading this Winston Churchill book called uh, The Splendid and the Vile. And um, there's there's all kinds of famous pictures of Winston Churchill. And most of them, it's Churchill putting up two fingers for, you know, what we think is a peace sign. Well, it's not a peace sign. It's actually, uh, it's a V for victory. And I've been doing that with my posts. I've been doing that when I go out on runs and when I see people, I just put my two fingers up. Uh, most people think it's it's peace, but what I really mean by that is V for victory over over this uh, terrible virus that's, that's unfortunately changed our lives. So um, I don't know if I'm cheering people up, I see a lot of glum faces when I do that. Um, but, you know, try try to stay positive here. The way we, we react, especially if you have younger brothers and sisters, you know, they, they look to you as followers, students, or, or they look to you as leaders, sorry. Um, so so let's be leaders. Let's do what we can. Uh, we've got to stay. We've got to stay upbeat. We've got to we've got to defeat this thing. Um, and that doesn't mean sitting in our house sulking. It means um, being active and um, uh, and facing the challenges ahead. You know, I bet there's a lot of people out there who have inflatable costumes. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the T-Rex person that went into Costco? <laughs> no. So, <laughs> you know, the T-Rex blow up, yes. of course, the inflatable. Well, it was uh, somebody going in to buy a bunch of toilet paper and, and who you know, just groceries. But they went in with their T-Rex costume as their kind of like hazmat suit. It was hilarious. That is what I'm talking about. If you could just, you know, mow your lawn or something as the State Puff Marshmallow Man, I mean, that's the kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Just to be fun, just to bring smiles and joy. Absolutely. So let's see what you got, kids. Send it out. And if you do get too stressed out and you need, you need to just reach out and talk to a teacher, uh, we are here for you. If you need to talk to a counselor, Mr. Crook is available uh, to speak with you. Uh, it, it, we have a lot of resources for you, and, and we really don't want anybody uh, feeling that you're home, you're alone, and, and there's nobody there to support you. We are here for you. Um, we, yes, we have lives, we have children, uh, but we will make time for you. So please reach out. Uh, we've given you all the, the avenues to do that through email, uh, through Instagram, uh, please leave us voicemails to this podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we, we really want you to be more of a part of this show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, anything else to add, Mrs. Weibel? I just can't wait to hear from you. I miss seeing your faces, email, message. I look forward to hearing from you. And we'll be back on Tuesday. Our next episode will be published. So we'll see you then. See you, everybody. Have a great weekend.